Hello, my friend. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. Glad you're with me on the fourth day of January. I'm Paul White. I want to encourage you to check out our website, paulwhiteministries.com. Literally thousands of sermons over the past, oh my goodness, I've probably got sermons on audio for over a decade, pushing 15 years, not quite that long, but uh, you can access them wherever you're accessing this, just you can keep scrolling back. And anytime you have uh, a, a sermon that you miss, that you think you know the title to, you can put that title and my name in. Uh, and you're probably going to be able to find it online. We've got a, quite a wide footprint, including a lot of videos at YouTube. So check it out. They are free. Uh, they they don't cost you anything but the time. There, there is an actual um, paywall at our website for a little extra content, some things we've never released anywhere else. And the subscription for that, for a lifetime subscription, is a one-time uh, payment of $75. You can find that at our additional content page at paulwhiteministries.com. I speak. I tell you this today because there is a new drop today. We're putting the first of our two Matthew 24 sessions from the Netherlands in our 2023 conference from November. I'm putting, uh, and this is just over an hour with a translator of me walking through the Matthew 24 prophecies in the first session is a lot of pre-work getting into Matthew 24. And then the second session, which we will release in February, is another hour plus of working through Matthew 24. So a lot of good stuff. And these are the two drops that we're putting out in January and February behind the additional content at paulwhiteministries.com. Check it out. Uh, you'll receive a password. You can use it in perpetuity. And your one-time gift gets you that access to all that's already there and anything that's dropped in in the future, you'll receive a notification and you can go grab that. Okay. We're starting a new chapter today in our gospel of Luke journey, Luke chapter seven in verse one. Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, of course, he is Jesus. He entered Capernaum. Capernaum is the sort of the unofficial headquarters. He never has a, there's no such thing as an official headquarters, but he does a lot of work in Capernaum. For all indications, he leaves Nazareth. He goes back a couple times early in his ministry. Can't get much done in Nazareth. He's too known. He's too known as a the carpenter's son, as a local. And so he moves to Capernaum. Uh, he seems to spend time with Peter. He might even rent a room in Peter's home, uh, at least early, there's a chance that he eventually has his own place in Capernaum based upon the text. Uh, but we do know that most of the base of the ministries of Jesus as an adult takes place in Capernaum. It's just this little village uh, by the west side of the Sea of Galilee. And I, it, I've seen it in modern times, and it's a lovely spot. I can only imagine, based on the excavations of how um, kind of tight and compact these little villages would be because there was sort of safety and numbers kind of thing, and you got close to the water. Most of human civilization has lived around water and still does, and so that was the case in Jesus' day. That's where he is when a certain, verse 2, a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, well, let me pause there, because 
I want to make sure that you get the import of this. A centurion is a Roman, and the Roman army consists of multiple legions spread out across the known world, essentially camping out on the edges of the frontier. Centurions lead small bands of of 100 men. And so in the hierarchy of Roman military, they're not high, but they are not a foot soldier. They are a ranking officer. They're not Jewish. Okay, there's no way that the man approaching Jesus connects himself in any way to Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob through bloodline or heritage. But he's a different kind of centurion. And you're going to see what I mean in a moment. I want to preface all of that by by giving you that background. Verse 3, so when he heard about Jesus... He sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. So he has such cachet that he sends elders that are Jewish. Elders are men who would sit near the city gates to um, judge matters between citizens within their own group, within Judaism. This centurion is obviously, he's probably one of the wealthier men in Capernaum. He gives Capernaum a sense of protection in the Roman Empire, and he has enough sway that he feels comfortable going to the elders. They like him enough that they, upon his request, go to see Jesus. And it's it's there's different ways of telling this story because there's also another version of this story in which the the centurion himself comes. And to speak to him, um, this one there's liaisons, and so we're not entirely sure why there's that separation. Um, but anyway, the the point of the story remains the same. I just want to point that out. So he hears about Jesus. He sends elders, and when they came to Jesus in verse four, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. And then quote. Because it's it's quoting the elders. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Okay. So they consider him worthy of a healing because of the good deed that he has done. He loves our nation and built us a synagogue. Means this guy's been friendly to us as a people. He's even given enough money for us to build a synagogue. This synagogue, I saw the foundation stones of this synagogue that they've excavated. Um, you can still see it today, right at the edge of all of this housing that, that they've excavated as well. Somewhere between this synagogue and the sea is the house of Peter, where Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law and, and might quite possibly resides. But the synagogue is a centerpiece of activity in this time in Capernaum and, obvi- and has been put here by this Gentile. I want you to think about this. Here's your homework before, for tomorrow. Read the rest of this story through verse 10. Note the difference between why they think Jesus should heal this man's servant and why Jesus ultimately heals this man's servant and see if that stands out to you. We'll do that tomorrow. God bless.